Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is The Highlanders. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Outlander shit. But first, (laughs) y'all know what time it is. It's the whiskey of the week. Is it though? Is it? (laughs) Oh, fuck me. Okay, like, so what do I say? What do we record every every week? It's like we hit season four and none of the intro is stuck in your head. <laughs> Just like what? So this season we have been focusing on whiskey and, and women, mm-hmm. and so one of the things that I did is I just. Went to the neighborhood Google, mm-hmm. um, your and, friendly Google friend, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and typed in women and whiskey just to see what happened. Yeah. And I actually found um, a couple of good sites that just gave me women that were in positions at whiskey companies that make them, oh, you fine. know, somebody more than just right. what I usually do, which is, you know, nothing. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to look at ones that we've already done as well okay. because I want to celebrate the ones that we kind of stumbled on. Yeah. Um, and one of them has, I think you pronounce that, Ale? Ale. Ale Ochoa. Yeah. Ale Ochoa, who is the head of whiskey science at Firestone and Robertson Distilling Company, which makes Texas whiskey. Ooh, okay. Who we've had before. Yes. Because I like their bottle. Yes. Their branding, except of the, if you're going to listen, if anybody's listening, um, I just, I think it's hard when it's Texas whiskey, because what isn't Texas Texas whiskey whiskey. (laughs) that we've covered on the show? So that's just, you know, that makes it hard, but I like the bottles. And... She's super cool because she's a whiskey scientist, and that is a stellar application of chemistry, and I give it my giant seal of approval. Um, I wonder if growing up she's like, I'm going to go to school to use my science for making alcohol, or if it's just a happy coincidence. Hmm. So this very short paragraph (laughs) says that she has a background in food science and working in a sensory kitchen. Oh, Okay. So her day-to-day duties include examining the whiskey from maturation, blending, and sensory analysis perspective. Interesting. Okay. What do you think a sensory kitchen is? I'm thinking more sensory in this in the ter- in the sense of sensitivities, like maybe the allergies or ways foods are presented for folks on the spectrum. Maybe. Let's find out. I'm Google. Give me a bunch of kids play kitchens. That wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> The exploration of food through hmm. your senses. No, I'm getting his kid stuff. I mean, it's probably related though. So it probably does have to do with your exploring and, mm-hmm. food necessarily through the different senses and all that and how that affects. Kind of like those um, really trendy restaurants that started popping up in big cities right. where they turned out all the lights and the staff. Which had... low-key I kind of want to go. Yeah, I was still <laughs> same, 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 same. Because, like, because the science behind it is sound. Mm-hmm. If you deprive me completely of sight, mm-hmm. it does enhance 
everything else because you're diverting a lot more effort and energy towards right. listening and taste because it becomes that much more important. Yeah. Uh, so I'd definitely be down. I'd be down. The Anything doctor like side that. of me is like, I hope they don't feed us like human hands. Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> I'm like, I hope you are actually I, feeding me running, something that's Like edible. covertly running like experiments through their kitchen right. to see like, what can we pass as cantaloupe? Ooh. What can we pass as a chocolate chip cookie? That's when I'm like... I'm, yeah. Let me save a piece of every food that yeah, I eat. Yeah, so you can take, take it out. It's <laughs> not exactly Just was to this. make sure yeah. it is what it is. I'm sure I wouldn't be the first. No, probably not. Uh, but let's try this whiskey. Yeah, let's get to drinking. Let's get to the fun pot. I mean, it's only fair. We're going to talk about the Highlanders. Yeah. I know. I am actually really sad that I didn't have any of the Sassanac left because uh, this would have been a really great episode been a good for one it. For you know? it. And it's not necessarily a whiskey by a woman, but it's someone that a lot of women would like to have in between their legs. And <laughs> in the context of Outlander, Sassanac was a woman. Yes, that's true. Female character. Yeah, female character. Also, this has like a, like a I don't know what this is, linen mm-hmm. mock burlap mm-hmm. around the bottle, neck of the bottle, and it's getting Very real wet. country Well, uh, it's, oh. it's not like, it's like glued there. Oh, fuck. Okay. So it gets all wet. All right, guys. So this was another another note of the bottom line. Maybe don't make the cloth go all yeah, the way up. That's the, yeah. See. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's for a reason. We hope. Well, it's not a reason. I don't like it. <laughs> it's a reason when? that I hate. <laughs> uh, so this is their blended whiskey. Cheers down the hatch. Okay. Huh. At first sip, it feels like a synthetic sweet. Kind of a reminds little. me of the coral. Vanilla. Yeah, that one. What, what, what was that one? Kalito Creek. Kalito Creek. I know something Creek. Wait, can we just be impressed with my like flavor and branding recall? Look at us. It only takes something horrific like, like the severely taste. synthetic <laughs> uh, Yankee Candle vanilla, vanilla in the whiskey. It, but I nothing like it. a good old bath and body works in yeah. a glass. I mean, I feel like it's not a good sign that that's what you thought of. No, that's why I'm And it's not t- as that bad. It's not... It's not as that fake-y kind of? Yeah, and it's not as overpowering. Mm-hmm. I could see... I would be much happier using this in a cocktail than that for that slight vanilla-y taste. Right. But I don't think I would enjoy this neat. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see what my second sip... Because that was a very small initial sip. I was, I'm trying not to... I'm trying to actually drink after we cheers. <laughs> Let's see. Even the I feel smell. like there's also something potentially citrusy about it. Hmm. And I'm a self-professed, like, not, I'm not really a citrus person. I'm not smelling the citrus. I don't smell me, it let either. Me, let me I don't try. smell let me, any. Let me, I, let me see if I can taste I it. I smell OH compounds in vanilla. Mine's kind of like a Diet Coke with a bite. Oh, wow. Wow, we just really can't say anything nice. I mean, it's not like it's horrible. Yeah. Some people love Diet Coke. Yeah, but they're crazy. Order entire pizzas in a Diet Coke. <laughs> Diet Coke gives me migraines. Yeah, no, that's why I talk shit about Diet Coke. Because yeah. Diet Coke is just like, oh, I'm on a diet, really? Then yeah. maybe not the whole pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, aspartame in Coke, I can taste immediately mm-hmm. and will give me some of the worst migraines of my life in Jesus. about three and a half seconds. 
It's an immediate reaction. I hate it. So thanks you for mean. ruining the whiskey for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, but it doesn't have it inside. No, no, no. no obviously the aspir- there's no aspartame <laughs> in this whiskey. Um, that just sucks that you would compare it to Diet Coke. But I gotta get. I kind of get it. It. It's not. It's not a bad whiskey. It's just a, It's just on the sweeter side in this in in a sweetness that just tastes like Splenda. You know, like if you add Splenda to something. Yeah. You know? I, I can't tell you exactly what it is about this. Is that's it a diet whiskey? Off, but it's not my favorite. Right. I can definitely see someone doing a cocktails with yeah. this. More just mixing it in, mm-hmm. even like well drinks with it. Mm-hmm. Like if you, maybe not a Diet Coke with this. No, don't mix this with a Diet Coke. I feel like that would be a huge mm-hmm. mistake. Or Pepsi. Yeah, no, that's too sweet. Anything that's too sweet. Yeah, not not the fave. Yeah. But also, it's not as bad as Coletto Creek. No, that one's still it's solidly in the bottom quartile. Quart- mm-hmm. Quartile. Quartile. It's like a squirtle. Solidly in the bottom percentage of, and maybe like the worst because of that fake vanilla taste. Mm-hmm. Let's try it on the rocks. Oh, I don't think it's going to be any better on the rocks. I think it's going to be worse on the rocks. Really? Well, but let's go, fam. Let's try it. Let's try it. And if we hate Who it. Who are we if not Doctor Who on the rocks? Right. On the rocks. Let's try it. <laughs> okay, if you Cheers. Insist. Let's see. Let's see. If you hate it, it's just a little bit. It brought more of the bitterness out. Uh huh. Less of the sweetness. I'm giving it a seven. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I was going to give it a 6.5. I was leaning 6.5. So I feel, yeah, 6.75 average, I think, is pretty mm-hmm, spot on. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the best. I think it definitely neat was better. I told, I, t- I know, I know. But we had to try it. But we did have to try it. All right, so we are going to keep not drinking this. Not drinking this. I'm going to finish this because it can't pour it back in the bottle. Right. But I also brought Eighth Wonder. Nice. Cool. Shout out to Houston Beers. Shout out. <laughs> Damn, we're really not going to drink this. We're really not going to drink this, no. Mm-mm. Okay, well, just bottoms up. And the faster you do it, the ah. faster it's over. It's like a band-aid. Anything else about the whiskey? No. No, let's talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, let's, yep. let's switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We switched our drinks. Yeah. Let's switch the topic. So this week we're discussing the Highlanders. Mm-hmm. It ran from December seventeenth, nineteen sixty-six, to January seventh, nineteen sixty-seven. Oh my god! Finally, sixty-seven. Where you at? Right here. <laughs> right now. Here. We're Time here. Is, Time is weird. Oh my gosh. All right. So I'm have a longer list of things that happened during this run because I found a new website and I'm very happy with it. Mm -hmm. And I'll cut some out if I feel like it's too long, but go for it. December 15th, which is two days before the episode, but I feel like still counts. Walt Disney died. Oh. December 17th, the first pancreatic transplant occurred that was successful. Mm. The patient later died pretty soon afterwards, but it wasn't from pancreatic failure. It was from the infection he yeah, got. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> but the pancreas so works How well. did you know? <laughs> it's always a fucking always, infection. Yeah. December 18th, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas airs for the first time. Ooh, Dr. Who. Dr. Who is older than the Grinch. The Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. What a weird fucking... 
It's a weird movie. It is a weird movie. Then there were lots of dates in the next couple of days that basically just said over and over again, the USSR, the USA, and Europe does a lot of nuke stuff. Practicing nuking shit. Right. Because it's that time Try, of year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. December 22nd, Lucy Burns, American suffragette and co-founder of the National Women's Party, died at 87. I wish she was still with us. Hopes and dreams in 2022. Yeah, last week. Now, do you know what the difference between a suffragist and a suffragette is? Aren't they the same? No. Oh, good. Here's our feminist lesson of the week. Yay! (laughs) A suffragist Mm -hmm. is what you and I are currently, which are in the moment right now, because I'm not going to assume your lifestyle when I'm not around you, Mm -hmm. um, which is we stand up for women's rights. We want we participate in like peaceful protests and not always peaceful well okay that's what i'm getting to to. (laughs) we participate in protests we vote we encourage other people to vote we're trying to push the momentum forward right right? a suffragette is like i'm gonna beat the fucking shit out of you i'm gonna smuggle shit up my asshole into the jail cell so that you can't like they are oh like See, I'm not sticking anything gorilla. in my asshole. No, yeah, they're the suffragettes of that time period were fucking guerrilla fighters in the streets. I mean, they were get blowing it. shit up. They get were it, planting bitches. pipe bombs. They were intense, and it's one of and because the two names are so similar, there was often a lot of convolution in the early 1900s mm-hmm. saying. So oh, I thought this was a, a same same group. No, suffragist mm-hmm. is like a feminist. Gotcha. A suffragette. Jet is E T T E is. I'm I thought it was just wild the same. Like, mm-hmm. like we're saying Democrats, but within the Democrats, there's like far left Democrats and liberals. Right, right, that, right. Okay. No, it's well. That is what the media wanted to have happen. Mm. Was a conflagration of the two, of the two. because then you like can Antifa. condemn. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so that way you can condemn your peaceful protesters with your violent with ones. your violent ones. Gotcha. Because they're of the same group, even mm. though they're actively not the same. They're group. the same. Gotcha. Okay. That, Which is what we try to do with every Antifa. group that like, literally. yeah any minority group right. Yeah. We're going to paint them all with the same brush of the worst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, December 24th, starting at 930, the television station in New York began a tradition of broadcasting a show called the Yule Log Christmas Greeting. Mm-hmm. And it's where they put the Yule Log on TV for several hours, where it like burns on the TV, you know, where, you can, yeah. where they do it on Hulu today. Right, right, right. So this was so that they could give the production team at the TV station holiday with their family. Time. And so they just put on the Yule Log, and it became a staple until 1989. Okay. And then they revived it in 2001, and now even Hulu does Hulu it. Does and so that's where point. the history of the Yule Log on TV comes from, hmm. is a radio uh, TV station deciding that people deserve to have holidays. Right. Because death. In the spirit of Christmas, I right. guess. <laughs> uh, December 26th, the first Kwanzaa was celebrated. Okay. December 27th, this one was a fun one. Indonesia says, um, we don't fuck with China anymore. We are independent from China. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. And to prove that we don't fuck with China, we need all Indonesians that have Chinese-sounding names to change their name to Indonesian-sounding names. And they did. Everybody was like, no, nah, you fucking right, fam. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And so, that. like, top-tier government officials are changing their names. Oh, and, like, wow. popular singers are changing their names. And so I just thought that was really interesting mm. that Indonesia was like, no, fuck you yeah. and your name. Right, right, right. But we'll take it all back if you'll just change your name. Mm-hmm. And they're like, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, December 28th, China starts playing around with nukes too. Isn't that <laughs> so exciting? Uh, but this is also, China's entering the third phase of the uh, Cultural Revolution, mm, okay. which sounds like a fun thing. You'd think a Cultural Revolution would be awesome, but it's really not. Uh-huh. It's like the communist version of what the United States wants to do. Mm. Hmm. Underline, underline, underline. <laughs> United States being operative here. Right. And on December 30th, the Kangping Avenue incident happened where literally thousands of members of two of China's labor organizations got into a giant street fight. And when I say thousands, I mean like it was 30,000 to 100,000 gang fighting in the streets. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Hey, fam, let's disagree over a beer. Yeah, yeah, no. Not my kind of scene. Now, December 31st, the monkeys, I'm a believer, hits number one and stays there for seven weeks. Damn. Go monkeys. January 1st, 1967. All right. Medicaid goes into effect in America. Mm. And then on the other, other end of the scale, on January 2nd, Reagan gets sworn in as governor of California. Correct. Yay. <laughs> now... The Highlanders was written by Elwyn Jones and Jerry Davis, mm-hmm. directed by Hugh David. Our story editor is still Jerry Davis, and our producer is still Innes Lloyd. Do any of those names mean anything to Innes. you? Innes Lloyd. He should. He's been this producer for a while. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Innes Lloyd, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jerry Davis has been our script editor for a while. Gotcha. Now, the other two, Elwyn Jones co-created Zed Cars, which was a big popular TV show around the same era. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also the head of drama of series from the BBC from 63 to 66. Okay. And he started out as a journalist, first as a reporter, and then as a features editor, and rose up through the ranks. Uh, so he was kind of cool. He was doing his thing. Yeah. You know, sound, sounds like he probably had a very interesting career. Right. Even though the Wikipedia article was kind of bland. Yeah. Uh, Hugh David who was our director, mm-hmm. was originally an actor and was actually considered for the first doctor. But Verity Lambert thought he was too young. Oh. And he was a friend of good old Rex Tucker. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So directed the Highlanders instead. He now, made his we, way on the show. Yeah, you know. I think at this point, everybody's kind of being like, ah, I should take like a stab at it. You know, let's try it. Meh. Right. Now, if we take a peek into the green room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Bissett, the Laird, mm-hmm. the one that's dying like the whole time in Ugh, the corner of the gotcha. jail. Yeah. Uh, he did a good amount of acting work, but adorably, he's written a whole gang of children's books mm-hmm. of which he illustrated many of, and then has been translated into 16 languages, mm. which I just thought was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Actor and children's author. Go you. That's cool. That takes some, and to be the illustrator. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, William D- Dysart? Dysart? William, who played Alexander, the s- one of the Scots, right. was actually a Scot, which is kind of a big deal mm-hmm. because the rest of them really, or there's no, not. <laughs> the only other Scot that I could really find was Hannah Gordon, who played Kirsty. Okay. Polly's pink chip. Polly, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was actually on a bunch of episodes of Upstairs Downstairs, which is very Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. And she was the host of a TV show called Watercolor Challenge. And in one of the books that I read, they were like, it's very difficult to explain Watercolor Challenge because it's literally watching paint dry. Okay. <laughs> this is only because this book was written in like 2007. Okay. Watercolor Challenge is the painter's version uh-huh. of the Great British Bake Off. Uh-huh. It looks incredible. Oh, and I cannot it. wait to watch it. Okay. 
because they have a new version. Mm. Which so I I couldn't find this one, mm-hmm. this hers, but there's but one yeah, that was made one. like in 2021. Okay. And they are literally like, let's set some easels up by the lake. And, and this week you're competing in watercolors. Next week you're competing, you know, I don't know if it's like different paint styles. Yeah. I would have to assume it's all watercolor. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's really fucking cool. Yeah. So she was the host of that for a really long time. And she's also in David Lynch's The Elephant Man, which is definitely a different kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but props to anyone who worked David Lynch. Now, Peter Diamond was a generic sailor. And the reason I bring him up is because he was the Tuscan Raider who attacked Luke in A New Hope at the very beginning. Uh, and we've talked about him before because I remember trying to yeah, make yeah, the yeah. Tuscan Raider noise, right, which right, wasn't right. successful. No. And was actually in all three OG Star Wars films. And he's been in several movies I'd actually heard of, from Russia with Love, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, American Werewolf in London, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the 86 version of Highlander with Sean Connery. Now, this was the first serial to be wiped. And in fact, it was wiped two months after production. Oh, damn. Yeah, March 9th, 1967. So it did not last long. And it's <laughs> kind of one of those that we're almost guaranteed there's no footage of. Damn. It has been in consideration for animation. A lot of the episodes from this next season will watch animated. Next couple seasons will watch animated. Yeah. And uh, But this one, because of the locations and the clothes, all of the tartan and the kilts, that kind of flow is really mm-hmm. difficult, mm-hmm. especially in this knockoff Archer animation style. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. In yeah. this um, similar to Archer animation right, right, style. Right. And um, so they just haven't gone through with Done this one yet because it's harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are your first impressions? My first impression was why do a lot of why does why do men yelling with a British accent always sound the same? Oh, <laughs> there's literally like wow, like all y'all sound the same when you're yelling. It didn't help that the sound quality. This, we were watching yeah. the snout telesnaps, and the sound really quality is tough. It was bad. So that was the first thing I was like, wow, everyone sounds the same the here. Same. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. I really would have wished to have some sort of, at least better subtitles. Yeah. At we least had a rough the one. subtitles above yeah. the cutoff line, yeah. you know, so I can, I could read a little bit yeah, of I it. Yeah, I couldn't you know? find any that had, every single one that I found had a cutoff. Issue with it. Yeah. So definitely, that definitely impacted. Probably to get around sensors where it's not like. Show Showing something about thing. yeah, 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 maybe. But it was de- it definitely impacted the way that I watched it. Yeah, because the sound quality was terrible. Yeah, the animation was spot. You know, here and there we got yeah. clips of yeah. things, and then the you know the subtitles just were not really yeah. there. So it was a challenge for me to really know a lot of the story and the the only reason I know some of the characters and caught some of the names is because of what we've seen in Outlander, yeah. you know, yeah. and because that's also based on like the exact research, same fucking you know? shit. Yeah. So that's why I was able to to understand and kind of get what was going on. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, I really had to like watch it. Like mm-hmm. even like I couldn't I couldn't Right, even like the notes was difficult. I was having to pause and then mm-hmm. write, yeah, because I really was like, okay, I'm gonna, and that's why I think I missed a lot of the names uh, that came out recently. Like Jamie, yeah, like I had no idea. I was like, that, the kid who who, who joined kid. the game, yeah, that's Jamie. You know, like the kid who joined the game. But um, but I do have to say, I mean, I 
I do like Outlander, so it was very mm-hmm. much like a. I liked that they had the intro music with mm-hmm. the bagpipe music. Yeah. I, I you know I appreciated that fact, and I also just wanted to see how a British TV show would talk about the rebellion because it's always right. the winners always have a way of talking about mm-hmm. it, you know. So I I I. I'd love to just hear more of your take on that historical aspect yeah. just because it is very much like how, like I kept thinking like, okay, how, how would someone like who is Scottish feel about this? Right. <laughs> That's what I think is interesting about like the subject choice as well mm-hmm. is because, especially from a British point of view, this feels very, um, a white writer's room trying to tell a black story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what, or like a room of men trying to tell a female-centric story. Um, and a lot of what I was reading was the, and that I have to agree with and that will come up in the synopsis, is that it was a very frivolous major plot line mm-hmm. over a very serious subplot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that... Maybe that was their the writer's way of trying to deal with it, of that guilt, because so many people take uncomfortableness or guilt and try and turn it into humor, mm-hmm. which isn't appropriate most of the time. Right. And comes off weird. And I feel like this did, in places, like, kind of come off weird. Mm-hmm. But I love the time period. Mm-hmm. And I love the second doctor. <laughs> He's great. And... I hope at some point this one gets animated because I think it would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it could be a lot of fun. This one has so much potential, but with the way that it is now, I agree it was rough. Mm-hmm. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you want to hear the brief synopsis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the TARDIS gang pop up at Culloden Moor. The doctor tries to nope right the fuck on out of there, but Ben thinks he can get back to his ship. Good old Ben. A plot of high-stakes hijinks ensues with a subplot of human trafficking while the doctor wears at least three disguises, and after a plot I honestly don't think I could have possibly followed before reading Outlander, Polly yanks Jamie McCrimmon into the TARDIS. Does this one count as a kidnapping? I feel like this is more coercion. (laughs) Severe coercion. He didn't know what he was getting himself into. Nah, she's just like... It's a door. Come Come through the door. Just come through the door. He's like, that seems normal enough. Except he didn't. Except you're now gone. And say goodbye to everyone you love. Bye, Jamie. (laughs) Okay. So, TARDIS points. So, with the double D, the big old D. Uh, the doctor. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in, especially because what we start off with with every TARDIS po- point section since the dawn of time is, hey Jen, <laughs> the B O double G. What does TARDIS points stand for? Okay, I sh- I, this this I should know. Terrifically arbitrary betray rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness yeah finally Woo-hoo. four seasons later guys i mean you had it in at two seasons now we just have to remind you to do it to do it yeah, yeah. you have to prompt me it's <laughs> <laughs> okay that's why i have a script <laughs> okay so the doctor how do we feel about him i honestly really like this doctor oh, i love him yeah i can't I say love i love him, him yet but He's really, really fun. He's so fun. He's really fun. Yeah. He's just he's just the the right amount of like, nah, 
don't give a fuck. But I'm also like invested, yeah. but also very aloof. Yeah. Very much like standing to the corner of the room being like, la la la, I can't hear you, but like I'm totally watching. But I know trying exactly to lip read everything that you're what, trying to say. And right, like, right, right, right. Don't, but, it, but I don't. Don't look at yeah. me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I really liked him. I liked the fact that I, I commented, he's like, yeah, this doctor is not like the other doctor who's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to steal a piece so we could get out of this fucking ship, then go explore. This doctor was like, yeah, nope. Mm-mm. He said, this cannonball is warm. Yeah. Let's go. No, they're like, mm, fuck this place. Fuck this place. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> d- I, that made me, I had to pause because that made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> so fucking funny for him to just be like, no, 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 no. We're not no, doing we're this. gonna we're gonna go. We're and then this. Finn's dumbass doesn't see a cannonball from in the sixties going. Who uses cannonballs? Right. He's like, yeah, let's totally go a back warm onto cannonball? this fucking ship. No man. Yeah. At yeah. the very least, there are dumb guys being real dumb. Oh god. So like, don't go where there are warm cannonballs. Right. 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 It was interesting that you know, being in 2022, how the astrology bitches would be so happy that. The, this doctor knew about you know astrology oh all that mo- when they were like why won't you bleed him and he's like because Taurus is in the mouth of Aries <laughs> if you shove both it's of them like something up the butt rising. of cancer and, and I'm just like oh this is funny yeah. for 2022 yeah. I don't know how it landed back in the day for sure but it would land with probably pretty here. similar I mean this is definitely getting into that stars and moons the era. dawn of the age of Aquarius or whatever <laughs> I was really happy that the recorder didn't make its debut until way later, but the recorder uh, is still, it's a thing. Yeah, and it's I a just thing. have to get used to the fact that Look, it's a fucking you wanna thing. Much, you want to know how much it's a thing? Oh, God. Did I bring that book? Yeah, I sure did. Oh, fuck. Oop, okay. Drop my ruler bookmark. It is a thing. Okay. Well, now I'm used to, I have to get used to that. But. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a bit. Hey, I also enjoyed his, uh, very little interpretation of the doctor. He's like, yes. And then the dumbass who was like, oh, I have to sit here for 10 minutes with my eyes closed because my eyes are so tired. Man, yeah. The doctor going in and being like, "Um, what's in your mouth? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That whole scene. Yeah, when I I said at the beginning that there were like hijinks, like obviously it's mostly the doctor. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminded me of like the hijinks in the Romans. Mm -hmm. Except that the Roman hijinks, like they were cute, mm-hmm. but these were um, kind of more badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the there were so many moments where I was like, man, I wish I could have seen whatever just the fuck happened. Right, 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 right. I would have, when he banged the poor Perkins, the slimy yeah. Pe- Peter Pettigrewy looking guy and like slammed his, he was like, do you Your suffer from- Your head hurts. Boom. He's like, no, I don't. Boom. Doesn't Are your you- head hurt now? No, not really. Boom. <laughs> It was, How about now? Yeah. It was so... We never would have gotten that from... Maybe Barbara. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But that's such an aggressive, but comedic. Mm-hmm. And so it feels n- like not bad. Right, right, Even right. Even though you know that like that's that's not... You were kicking don't, the don't shit do that. out of this don't guy. Don't do that. <laughs> There's no, he, he hasn't actually done anything to you right. yet, doctor. You just need to escape. He's just... Yeah. You, you don't have to... <laughs> But he is dumb, and he did try to take advantage of Polly and Kirsty later, so I don't actually blame yeah. him. Yeah. But you shouldn't, like, pre-hurt somebody for stuff they haven't done. 
Oh, yeah. This doctor is just so aloof. The fact that he points the gun at Polly and uh, what's her face. It's like, oh, this thing. And they're like, don't point that at me. Oh, oh, this fucking. Oh, oh, this gun. Yeah. This one right here. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's like America and, and it's gun laws. Yeah. Right? <laughs> all in all, to say, I can get down with this doctor. Yeah, I liked I liked the disguises. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The German doctor was cute. Um, it was a nice little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna skip straight to the sailor at the end because his mustache was really funny oh my God. and really awful. But I love. I want the section of him in this drag of the washerwoman or this poor woman or whoever she mm-hmm. was, Molly. especially because when. The doctor and drag team back up with Kirsty and Polly. Kirsty and Polly are like, hey Doctor, girl. you look so good. Uh, <laughs> where has this been all our lives? Right, right, uh, right, right. You know, and we're just down with it. Right. And at no point when the doctor outed himself by all of a sudden talking like this to Perkins, mm-hmm. Perkins wasn't like, Ew, what the fuck? Yeah. Homophobic. Mm-hmm. He was like, Oh, fuck, you're that doctor guy. There was mm-hmm. at no point in this series of episodes was anybody homophobic Hateful, yeah. or yeah. anything like that towards the doctor in a dress, mm-hmm. which I don't think that we're so far off where, because in like my childhood watching things on TV land, which I have to a similar era, if a guy was in a dress, it was camp, 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 mm-hmm. comedy, comedy, comedy the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. And while it was funny mm-hmm. that he was going through and nobody was recognizing him, mm-hmm. nobody treated it like it was out of the norm. Right. That it was unusual to see a man in a dress. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was beautifully progressive mm-hmm. for not making a scene about the doctor about in a dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was interesting and they get major points for that for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Also, that's it part. It's interesting because, um, so the Bonnie Prince Charlie, who is the reason that the Scots are all fighting, mm-hmm. histor- the historical fable surrounding his escape is that he dressed like a woman to escape. Mm-hmm. And so that was also incorporating the legend that. of Bonnie mm-hmm. Prince Charlie into this story. And I thought that was like a clever mm-hmm. writing tool, mm-hmm. especially because... They made it pretty clear with Ben that like Ben didn't know the story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was a very powerful right. message by the BBC, since the BBC is also the one in charge of the news. Right, right. I also thought it was interesting. I think that it's clear already that Patrick Troughton, like, I love you, Bill, but like Patrick Troughton's the better actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think understands the necessary... Necessity. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, was trying, I was like, this is my first language. I should be able to conjugate this. Uh, the necessity of understanding the story from the inside. Because there was one line when, at the very, very end, when they're talking, when Kirsty is asking, like, why would I leave my homeland? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, yeah, you should probably go to France for like a hot minute. And she's like, but what if I never come back? And the doctor takes this really like poignant pause. Mm -hmm. You'll come back in a few years. Right. It'll just be a few years. Right. And in reality, it's probably never. Right. Because that's what happened. This was a, just in case anybody doesn't know what this, all of this is on Culloden Moor. um, This is essentially the beginning of the cultural genocide of the Highlanders and the Scottish community forever. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. They basically slaughtered everybody. And then immediately after this said that um, bagpipes and 
tartans were um, symbols of war and weapons Mm -hmm. and so they couldn't have them anymore and began the cultural decimation of the highlands which was its own beautifully unique culture system everybody in the highlands no one at that point especially at that point wouldn't have said oh i'm scottish Mm -hmm. they would have said oh i'm a mccrimmon oh i'm a douglas Mm -hmm. oh i'm a uh, what their family, a Gordon, their, what their, their family tri- group the clan. is, their clan, mm-hmm. and instead of, and like our clans get along, mm-hmm. but there is no, con- like there's not really a, like an abstract concept of Scotland mm-hmm. among the Highlands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the English don't like stuff that's different. Right. <laughs> and so I, I did like that he had that moment of pausing to be like, I have to tell you what will keep you safe. Right. Exactly. Which was an interesting mirror for the first doctor right. in mm-hmm. Anne, mm-hmm. where he was like, Bye. Peace. You'll be fine. <laughs> and at least the doctor was like, No, you're this is gonna be hard. Yeah. This is gonna be hard. It's not but gonna like be easy. This is but this is your best option. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to set you up for success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really do this instead of the doctor being like push you out the TARDIS oh wait if I'm gonna do this right I need to take your shoe you know so I did I did appreciate that he got her back with her dad and right. like got them got them set off straight, yeah. yeah I also liked that when he robbed the Duke's arsenal that Kirsty and Polly were like oh my god you're amazing and he's like I know he didn't even like pause he was like duh duh what Loved do you it. think I've been doing Loved it and then I also like how often he says something to the effect of in two stories i'd like a hat like that (laughs) because like that's a real mood right yeah anything else about the doctor no i fucking love him i love him too (laughs) so would you give him i'm gonna give him a nine i'm giving him a nine too give him a nine i just i mean the fact that we're two episodes in where there are two lost episodes and as the second doctor is going to be mostly lost Mm mm-hmm um, the flamboyantness of the way that his voice acting yeah. comes across, I would have maybe would maybe it'd be too much if it was combined with like the body acting. Sure. Um, but I'm really enjoying it, and it's yeah. making up for not having to see him, which is you know. wild, right? It's wild that I feel like it's definitely wild that you gave a nine considering we don't have footage that yeah. like so far you have like not actually seen footage of Patrick Trotton. Yeah. No. As mm-hmm. the doctor. Mm-mm. And maybe I won't like him when I see footage of him, but I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's I, just you know, he'll grow on you anyway. Yeah. yeah. If he's, because I mean, look at him. He's just, he's mess. cute. He's a little grumpy. He's a little mess. <laughs> I like the fact that they took the first doctor and basically just said like, what happens if we just aged all of his clothes by a hundred years? Right. And just made like, him look frumpy similar, as fuck. But yeah, it's just degraded. <laughs> and like his bow ties on crooked and he looks like, like hanging on for dear life. He shopped for vintage, but like the wrong But pieces, in like the wrong, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. That was very exciting. I, that's that's very exciting. I'm very excited. I love the second doctor. <laughs> so how do we feel about Ben? <laughs> Same. Ben is just like he has his moments, you know. He does. He had a lot of. It's going to sound weird. He had a lot of real good Stephen moments this episode, this story. He did, but less annoying. Yes. You know, like there's... He's good moral moments, but yeah, he's been, so I don't he, hate him already. Exactly. And I think it it, it fits more with kind of who he, his yeah. persona is, right? He's this dedicated seaman. 
in more players than one, maybe. I don't know. At least I know one way. Yeah. And it's his love for his goddamn boat and his Man, love, love and boat. desire to go back whatever timeline, whatever year it is, if it smells remotely like London, (laughs) he's going to try to find the boat. He's like, this air looks like London. I think we're back there. We're back here. We're back. We're we're going. Yeah. I'm going to find this goddamn boat. And what trips me out is that he's so invested in getting back to that boat. When he understands like, this is fucking time travel, dude. Like, you're not going to be late. Right. If you're going to be late, it's because you landed late. And it's years late. Not just like, Ian and Barbara hours. was two years late. So, right. like, just cross your fingers. Right. Like, I don't know how long you're planning on sticking around, right. but... But, you know, it's... Good luck. You know, yeah. So, he has... The good thing is that his character is consistent. Mm-hmm. I have here, you know, he's very much like a soldier. That soldier yeah. mentality, you know? Very much like how I would think most soldiers would be, right? Very invested in, in protecting and being morally good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too, too many notes on Ben... I just thought, oh my God, did he get murked at the end? Oh, right. Because he was thrown off. He was just in danger the whole yeah. fucking episode. But I'm like, oh no, he he's he he survived. He swam yeah. up. Yeah. I thought it was that part was interesting um because I wrote down it was interesting how many people's storylines in this episode I went, this is like insert mm-hmm. companion, insert story, mm-hmm. but better. Right. So Ben's is this is essentially the same storyline as Ian's in the Romans. Mm-hmm. He's sold off into slavery. Right. But this feels much more high stakes. Like right. I'm worried about Ben. Whereas with Ian, I was like, well, he's clearly going to get home. Right. And in this one, there was like the, there's like this weird thing of like, well, I guess the companions do have to leave sometime. And I don't remember when these motherfuckers leave. Mm-hmm. So like they could just ship him off to the Caribbean. Right. And we never see Ben again. Because it's getting real close. Right, 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 right. Like, what if this is how they split them up? Yeah. And the fact that the doctor's just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Compa- meh, yeah. Fine. Holly's like, shouldn't we go? And he's like, no, yeah, but like, I'm sleepy. <laughs> no, we don't have to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> He'll be fine. I love, no, ah, I love it. Yeah. I like that they asserted that Ben didn't know what the fuck was going on mm-hmm. because essentially, Almost to a similar, it's not going to be the same number of years, but it's how I would relate. Um, so like Ben not knowing about Culloden Moore at all, mm-hmm. for me is similar to the fact that we don't know, we as in I was raised in a very white community, that we're not taught things like the Tulsa Race Massacre, mm-hmm. that we are not taught. Uh, or the fact that there was even a thriving Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street, like there's so many worlds that were decimated through that kind of cultural genocide. Mm -hmm. And it's a very similar thing where, you know, the white folks, the ones in charge of the media, the ones in charge of the area, they covered it up. They did what they wanted to do and they don't put it in the textbooks. They don't want to talk about it because they shouldn't want to talk about it because it was bad. Mm -hmm. But that means that two, three six generations on Mm -hmm. it is something that is still remembered in the cultural legacy of in this case the highlanders or you know the black memories of people who have passed the story down Mm -hmm. but it is not taught right and so when you look at people who are intensely proud of their scottish heritage this is why Mm -hmm. is because for them to survive today is absolutely fucking incredible um 
And I, so I think it's fascinating that they pointed, they made such a strong point that Ben didn't know this mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. because it is a big thing that happened. Mm-hmm. It is a major thing that happened. It's right. the last land battle in England. Oh, wow. And it happens between the English and the Scots. So, hmm. um, so I did think that was interesting as well. But Ben got his comeuppance when they were all signing the slave document. The indentured mm-hmm. servitude, right. if we want to be technical. Mm-hmm. But slave documentation. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like going to just go sign it. Right. Which I don't necessarily blame them for because that's yeah, a tough like, choice. Uh, death now or the prospect of death possibly eventually but like yeah like that's a tough, that's, a, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough choice especially when you've been trained to like not give up on life you know right. like that's mm-hmm. that's tough um but i like that ben was like can i read it <laughs> and that lawyer is like yeah sure go ahead go on you're impressive you can read and he just holds it there for a second and then just like rips <sighs> cartoon <laughs> like rips it up that that Ben got major props for me mm-hmm. uh, for that scene because it was fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the solicitor should have seen it coming. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I also just love how much he hates the recorder as well. He pulled, yeah. the doctor pulled out that recorder and you could just see Ben go, God, fucking damn <laughs> And then when Polly asks if Jamie can come with them and the doctor's like, hmm, only if you teach me the bad pipes and Ben's over there on the side of the TARDIS banging his head on the side of the TARDIS being like, why? No, don't show him anything else. Get me back to my fucking boat. (laughs) Anything. Anything. Take me to the boat. I like that he had a little uh, Houdini reference in there. I had Mm -hmm. a big Houdini phase when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I read a lot Mm -hmm. of Houdini biographies, Mm -hmm. so I thought that was fun. Other than that, he just, he had a couple of good moments, but he was definitely a plot line. He was. As opposed to being a central figure. So figure. Central, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was definitely more of a background character this time around. So what do you give him? Well, I am a 6.5 since he was a background character, but I still like him. I was I feeling a 7. By him, you know? Yeah, I was feeling a 7. Uh, so that brings us to our leading lady, Polly, mm-hmm. who found herself a BFF. Right. After she was incredibly rude to her. <laughs> and... Called her shit that I would have probably punched her in the nose for. For for real. For real. But Kirsty's better than me. Kirsty, yeah. Polly, I liked the fact that she, like, you know, she was doing shit. She was. This serial. Like, she was the one. I mean, they they are, except for Ben. Ben wasn't really doing too much. Right. But um, he, was he, was pushing, he was pushing. He, he was doing what he could be stuck in jail. In jail you know? Yeah. But, um. Polly definitely helped push along a lot of the plot line. Mm-hmm. And I liked how the doctor's kind of solo adventure when he was dressed yeah. up as the Molly maid and Polly and Kirsty's kind of just like, you know, I, well, that's I think it was Molly. I think her name was yeah, Molly this maid. Is funny. <laughs> um, but just how like it, it, it was like almost coincidental. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, look at you. Like, oh, sorry, ma'am. Oh, n- never mind. Excuse yeah. me. You know, it's yeah. not. Um, so I did. I really liked her. And I think it was a nice um, contrast to mm-hmm. the last episode that we had. Yeah. Where she really didn't do too much, you know? Yeah. This really felt like Polly was back. Mm-hmm. This is why I like watching Polly is because if 
because Polly is surprisingly insanely practical. And mm-hmm. I think in this one, it's, it shows that she's almost practical to a fault mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because Kirstie just survived a major fucking war right. where her dad's dying and soaking up to his like forehead in ocean water sitting in a prison while he's dying. You know, all of her family and friends are essentially dead. Right. Dead. Duh. Right. And she's witnessed a lot of this massacre. Right. She's got one thing from her dad. And Polly's like, listen here, you little bitch. Give me that you don't fucking, fucking give me that fucking ring right now. We're all going to fucking die and it's going to be your fucking fault. Oh, God. And she's, you know, just like, but my dad, like, he told her, like, like, don't, what are you talking about? Like, don't right, come at me. Right. I just saw death, bitch. Like, I, I'm just trying to, like, get to tomorrow night. Can you right. chill? Right. What about your shirt, bitch? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and and Kirstie's going around saving her life, mm-hmm. you know. So like, let's back off of Kirstie mm-hmm. and not give her shade when the doctor asks about the ring. Don't be like, wee, 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 wee. right, 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 right. Girl, just, you're closer just, than that now. Just, like, know, we all got like, problems with each other. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. I liked the wittiness of blackmailing the soldier. <laughs> her relationship with um, what was his name? Algae, Algae dear, Algernon, and that she would be like. Isn't that right, Algie, dear? <laughs> Algie. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It was very much playing into the sultress, mm-hmm. sultry mm-hmm. Yeah. role a little yeah. bit. She's a flirt. And I was like, oh, please don't leave her here with right. him. <laughs> yeah, again, Ben gets <laughs> right to the Caribbean <laughs> and oh. Polly sticks around yeah, I was, with uh, I was concerned that we were going to yeah. get another uh, Vicky departure yeah. out there. And you know what? That never even like struck me. <laughs> and it's like the same kind. Yeah. You know, the historicals. Yeah. Yeah. Soldier babies. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but Polly was good. I mean, she was a bad, she was a little baddie. She was. I thought mm-hmm. she did a really good job this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that when somebody says we can't, she goes, okay, well then how about this? Mm-hmm. 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 You know, when the doctor says, well, if we can't do that, and she goes, well, the other, you know, like, it's nothing. Oh, the only other thing we could do is to like take over the ship and have them sail it to France. And the doctor's like, no, that actually works. <laughs> we can do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that the level of chaos that this doctor brings, Polly takes it in stride so well mm-hmm. and says like, okay, well, if this is the plan, like how do we do that? And so I think that those two characters actually end up working really well together mm-hmm. because even in the last one, she played her along with this insane. Right. You know, and there were even, there was some part of this where Polly was like, oh, I know you better than that doctor. And mm-hmm. I was like, bitch, you've known him for two days. <laughs> you just watched this man change his fucking face. And, and you want to like say him? you know him? Okay, girl, go on. <laughs> I also like that she complained about that one time she had to wear boys clothes. <laughs> and the smugglers. Yeah, I have here. Polly does well with threatening the soldier. <laughs> she really does. She really like, <laughs> where'd she, where'd that come from? And her whole plan with the oranges and the whole bit with like oranges, girl. Or- yeah. we're gonna set. We're gonna be orange girls yeah. at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what this- else do you you don't sell oranges here? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then Kirsty was like, "Well, people do, but not me. Right? Not at the bar. <laughs> well, and there was also that really interesting line that I liked, where at the end when they're bringing the new clothes for Polly. And Polly says or says something, and Kirsty goes, "I've never done this before. I have fucking servants, bro." <laughs> People have to remember, like, there was a feudal system 
you know, this is this, this big old clan system. People had a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. They were very, very rich. <laughs> they had a lot of land mm-hmm. and they had servants. Mm-hmm. And so there's this whole class system there too. Mm-hmm. And I like that it kind of called Polly back into like, let's not be a fucking bitch. Right, let's not right, make right. assumptions that just because she is not, doesn't speak my same dialect isn't from the same part of the country and not from the same time period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that, that she, she was wasn't better off than Polly was right. like two days ago. Right. You know, mm-hmm. she was probably in a better position in mm-hmm. the world than Polly was before this. Right. Except that it would have sucked to be a woman during that time period. Still would have sucked. Yeah. Anything else about Polly? No. Yeah, me neither. She is the reason that we have Jamie. Yes. She brought him along. Yeah. She did she bring said, him along. Let's bring him in. She's like, come here, He's you. Cute. Let's go. Get in this boat. Get in this. Uh, <laughs> get in, in this boat. Box. <laughs> yeah, and Jamie's standing there, going like, "What the absolute? Fuck what the is fuck going is going? What am I going through?" He's yeah, just like, "Come on, kitty." Yeah, and then yanks him on right. it. Right. Yeah, just gives Aggressive. him no chance. Yeah. Aggressive. Yeah. So Polly kind of kidnaps him this time. Yeah. Not the doctor. Not the doctor. The doctor's too aloof. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's like, whatever. Bring an instrument. Oh my god. So what do you give Polly? give her 7.5 because she was moving on the plot along that's on point to what i was thinking not like super stellar because i did not like the light way she treated kirsty right. but not bad and this is the poly that i like she's just also a little bit um rude a little rude so let's talk about our brand new companion yeah one mr jamie mccrimmon Jamie McCrimmon. I can't say too much about him because I didn't realize. I like I was getting lost with the characters oh, at the I'm end. Not surprised. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this new guy. No, I still don't know how <laughs> I followed this story the first mm-hmm. time I watched it. What do you have to say about Jamie? So same. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is how Jamie's introduced. Right. This is how this companion makes it. Like this is like crazy. Mm-hmm. But I can also see where they said that this was uh, Jamie's supposed to be a one-time character. He was supposed mm-hmm. to just be in the Highlanders, so he's just supposed to be this Piper who is going to be scapegoated as Bronnie Prince Charlie, and it's going to be the reason we all get out, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, people liked him enough. They liked him enough. And they pulled him on as a regular companion. So I think it's going to be more interesting to see his next one, mm-hmm. especially as more of those are going to be animated. Right. But uh, he's adorable. He's got a cute little Ralph face. And he's actually Scottish. He is absolutely not Scottish at all. Damn. He's English. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting. It, I'm very interested to see how uh, this accent, mm-hmm. how consistent this accent stays. Right. I really liked at the end when the doctor, when the doctor, Ben and Polly are like going back to the TARDIS and they're like, oh, we're, we have no idea where we're going. We're just going to make a good effort. And one of them goes, where the fuck did that little fucker go? And someone's like, yeah, I haven't seen Jamie for a hot minute. And all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, you get this like, right here. Oh God. <laughs> and it's just like, oh God. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Oh, I'm going to love it. But uh, one of the interesting things, and I guess since there's not much to say about Jamie here, I'm going to drop this in here. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that for listeners, for y'all to know, is that we actually started watching television together like way, way back in the day. But when we rekindled here, um, one of the early things that I forced, obsessions that I forced on Jen uh, was Outlander. And I had fallen in love with the books 
several years ago, right when the first season was starting to come out. Mm -hmm. I love the books. I love the shows, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that the author is a woman named Diana who Mm -hmm. has a degree in marine biology. Like it's just, it's great. Mm -hmm. And probably in the past like two or three years recently for me, I found out that Diana Gabaldon in 1994 was watching PBS here in America Mm -hmm. and was watching an episode of classic Doctor Who used to be on PBS America. Mm. And so there was a second season, a second doctor story mm-hmm. with Jamie mm-hmm. and she goes, he's cute. He's going to kill. I think I'm going to set this shit in Scotland that I want to write. And it was just, she was just like, do like doing those, like, I'm going to write a page and like talk, like mm-hmm. whatever. And this story became Outlander. And so she named him after Jamie McCrimmon mm-hmm. in the show uh, in Doctor Who. And then, um, the character in Outlander is James Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser, mm-hmm. spelled F-R-A-S-I-E-R. Mm-hmm. And the actor that plays Jamie McCrimmon's name is Fraser Hines. Oh. And in PBS land, they would cut off the credits mm-hmm. for time constraints. And so she never knew that the actor who played Jamie McCrimmon's was first Fraser. name was Fraser. Mm-hmm. And so... It was a fucking co- huge coincidence that he was a, he's technically James Fraser, Jamie Fraser, right? based on Jamie, Jamie McCrimmon, played by Fraser Hines. And in, I don't remember what season it was, but there's one of the seasons where Jamie's in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. And Fraser Hines plays the officer. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And it's just kind of cool because it's Fraser Hines, who is the original Jamie. Mm. So that's why we should have had some of the Sassanac for us yeah, today, but we finished it a long time ago. That being said, for his first showing, he was cute. He swung in out of nowhere on the ship. He fought some f- bad guys. I like that he's a piper, and I think that he sounds like he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm you interested. Know, it's going to be interesting that we have a historical character right. that didn't go so well last time. Right, right. And when it really comes down to it, the 1700s compared to the 1900s, isn't so weird as the like ancient Greek world. Mm-hmm. Like you got guns, and that's pretty crazy. Uh, but it's not like you've got it's electricity not, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and time travel. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more. Yeah, ideas are there. You know, right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that they cope with that, or how Jamie copes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that'd be interesting too, because if if we're really talking about the culture mm-hmm. and their belief with the pagan beliefs and just like mm-hmm. the ability, you know, so it might well, not be as weird. The Scots were heavily Catholic. So what, what's the, what's that? That's, is it is the Celtic? Super Catholic. No, 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 no. But like the, the whole thing with like, uh, the dancing mm-hmm. in outside, like the pagan rituals. Oh, so that's the Celtic, the Celtic like thing. combination where mm. it's kind of like where you get, um, in Mexico, where you get like um, the Catholicism, but the mix with like the brujas, mm, and where gotcha, it's gotcha, gotcha. low key, like I'm Wonder doing. If this Jamie would be that It'd if, be it, would, if it wouldn't be so weird for him that they're doing mm-hmm. time travel because if he already kind of has this. Well, except that it would definitely be considered witchcraft. Mm, oh, in this time because it's where you still have that. It's still like Catholics. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. witchcraft gotcha. and so you're having and so it's one of the like um problems in a lot of areas honestly during mm-hmm. this time is uh, we're dealing with like the 
culture, the Protestant and Protestant and Catholic revolution at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so then you still have your people who are under, who are, who use their family and indigenous faith systems mm-hmm. or things like that. And the Celts and that pagan faith system was pretty erased a while back. Mm-hmm. And so it would be these remnants and people like using it today, but like you wouldn't be out doing that doing that gotcha, you would definitely gotcha. it'd be women were getting burned at, like burned yeah. to the stake for gotcha. this okay. you were getting burned to the stake for being a protestant or a catholic at this time and so a lot of that was also well never mind yeah <laughs> yeah probably not it'd be interesting though yeah so we'll see how he does it i mean i really don't think i can rate him because it really i really didn't i was lost for a while and then finally realized who he was yeah i'll give him a five <laughs> yeah i give him a five just because like he wasn't bad any place. Anytime he spoke, like it was not just frivolous. It was making right. fun of somebody, but like not in a, like a mean way. Right, right, right. He was like kicking butt and taking names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, the doctor did something cool and he said, I'm certainly glad you're on, I'm on your, your side. side. Mm-hmm. And that part was nice. Um, and I thought it was like decent that he actually, one of the lines that I liked that he gave um, was so they've, convince Kirsty and everybody to leave and then they're like where the fuck is jamie and he's like i'm right here and they're like why are you here <laughs> you could have been on the boat going to france why right. are you here right, right right this isn't a good space for you, you <laughs> in your tartan and like real out and about that you're a highlander right, like right. not a great idea right. dude and he looks you know i assume he looks at them and he says the vagrants make it here so why can't i and I just thought that that was really interesting that his, that their choice for him is to immediately say, like, that level of life I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can live at that level and that's fine. So if I can do it, I can do it. Mm. And I thought that was just kind of an interesting, considering that you have been on this, on one hand, that doesn't know anything about Culloden more and is very English, mm-hmm. fights, is a literal English soldier. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jamie McCrimmon, who is a piper, you know, he plays music. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been trained since a kid to play the music at all costs because mm-hmm. it keeps everybody in time and it keeps mm-hmm. them. It's very, very important for morale right. and like all that kind of shit. Um, so they're right when they say the bagpipes are an instrument of war, but also fuck you, English, as we talk about an English program. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's over here being like, I can be a vagrant. I can be a bum. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just I can sit on the corner and be like absolutely fucking miserable. (laughs) Um, But, you know, life is what it is. I'm interested to see if they continue that idea. But that was a line that I caught through there that I was like, that's an an interesting line choice considering Mm -hmm. that Jamie's not really done much. Mm -hmm. Um, So you give him a five. I'll do a three. A three? Sure. Uh, So who's the baddie? Gray. Yeah. Oh, Gray. 100%. All the way. Yeah, the uh, historical human baddie, trafficker. Baddie, like, yeah, the fact that he was Jeffrey using, Epstein. Right, oh, the fact that he was using the law and trying to like skirt his way yeah. like, to get it. I'm like, you're a fucking shysty bastard. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And like the whole time, like to the in- very end, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're trying to trying, still try to get this? some. Like, like, no, sir. How? greedy can you be obviously very greedy very greedy very very greedy but yeah fuck him yeah fuck him <laughs> no absolutely him. just what a ter- like, an absolutely terrible person yeah terrible fuck person um 
yeah, from the beginning, I was like, well, this is clearly the English. Right. Like, at the very least, the English. Right. I don't care how they spun the story. Right. I don't care what we were about to watch. We know what happens. It was the English. <laughs> the second it's on Culloden Moore, what happens. it's the English. So, what do you give him? I mean, he was a historical baddie, so I'm going to give him, like, a seven. Yeah. Like, out of, out of the baddiness, like, yeah, he was murdery. Yeah, he was a trafficker. Yeah, he used the law, but it's it, it doesn't rise to the level as as other baddies that we've seen. Uh, I'll never make sense of your scale. <laughs> you wouldn't tell me that I'm I don't put any. I mean, in the sense of like, I'm thinking like Daleks versus Gray. Like the Daleks are just murderous, murderous. Like I think this is more on the like Cybermen level, though, or the recent Dalek story that we watched, where they were subversive. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking it in more of the traditional, like baddie, like this this baddie. Maybe it's because I'm just jaded, and it's like yeah. oh, it's like a politician. Because everybody, because it's too common, right? It's yeah. like lit- and I think maybe that's why. I think that's what it is in terms of me, like because yeah. even as I'm talking through it, I'm like. No, actually, I would I would say he's the most fucked because he one he uses the law to try to yeah. in, enslave others and try right. to like trick people into signing away their lives, and he just is overall just greedy. Right. But then that doesn't shock me because it's literally like oh, what, does. what yeah. happened last week in America. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah, and that's why for me he's so bad is mm-hmm. because it's so familiar. Mm-hmm. And it still happens. You know, this is one of those stories where, like, <clears throat> you watch the Daleks and you go, those are scary. They are murdery. But, like, the Daleks, ca- the Daleks can't happen right now. Yeah, not right now. I mean, like, unless, like, you know, a wormhole wrench is open and we have beings from another place. Like, sure, that could happen right now. Who- anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen yesterday. I can confidently say the Daleks did not right. land on Earth and murder everybody yesterday. Right. What I can confidently say is that someone was tricked into signing a document that they didn't realize what they were signing so that they were they could be said that they willingly signed it under sound mind and gave their rights away. Mm-hmm. That definitely happened today. Yeah. Several thousand times. Yeah. 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 So I think Grey is, is terrifying because Grey is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still going to give him a seven, but sure. in recognition that it's a jaded seven. Sure. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fair. I'm, I mean, I'm giving him a 8.75. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very much like I've seen it every day. Because to me, it's not a fun scary either. It's a little no. bit too scary scary, where like the Daleks mm-hmm. are a fun scary. The Cybermen are a fun scary, but like... I don't watch scary movies on purpose. I don't like things that could possibly happen to me. I didn't watch Gravity because, like, right. one day I want to go to space, and I don't, I don't, I don't need a horror movie on like what happens if you fall through space. I don't need to know that. I don't right. even know. Um, and so Gray feels a little too real, mm-hmm. and I don't, and I just want, I want to have a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. And I know we're coming off of a heavy week, and mm-hmm. so maybe that's why he also didn't hit as well, mm-hmm. well for either of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what they we're trying to show right i appreciate that part right which brings us to our story how did you feel about the story as a whole you know i liked it and it's probably because again like it's probably my my partiality to liking the story yeah uh 
like in the historical story, yeah. right? The little bit that I know, I, I do like it. Yeah. Just because I, I always do enjoy when I learn about other indigenous cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I like the doctor way more yeah. than this previous doctor and the companions seem to really gel well with this doctor. Mm-hmm. All in all, I liked it. Um, I think for me, this story is probably going to get a seven uh, it's not going to get much higher for me just because of the fact that I feel like I, I was I missed a lot of the 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 elements of what could make the yeah. story a higher ranking for me because the sound quality was bad. Yeah. Because I couldn't understand, yeah. you know, couldn't read the subtitles. I couldn't really um, I only really oriented myself to kind of where the story was by my knowledge of what this right. like what this battle was. Right? Yeah. But besides that, I would have been completely fucking lost. I literally have a note in here that says, I have no idea how I followed this the first time. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't. Mm-hmm. I probably just like, it was probably one of those where I just decided this is going to be some background noise and I'm going to do something else. Right. Because even with the knowledge that I have of Culloden and the aftermath it was still one of those things where I was like, I don't know who the fuck is talking. I don't know who's doing what. I don't know. And so it made it even that much harder to follow the plot. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to see this one animated. Definitely. As soon, if any more animations come out like this, if this one were to come out, this will definitely be one we would do a special on because mm-hmm. I love the story and there looked like it was so much fun to film Mm -hmm. and it looked like they all had a good time together. I think you can even feel that Fraser Hines was like down to be there. Like he, the rapport between the four of them sounded really fun at the Mm -hmm. end. And I just wish we could see that. Right. So that being said, I'm also going to give it a seven. Cool. Oh my god, we agree. <laughs> like for the most part this time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all that's great and that's lovely. And I like it a lot, but it doesn't really matter. Because the only thing that truly matters is was this story neat or not? I'm gonna say it's neat, but I I I would say it's a point five neat. Right? I think it's gonna I also agree that it's neat, but it's definitely- It could have been better. It could. It's definitely getting kicked out in the first round. Right. But I think it deserves a place in the first round. Yeah. Like I- The fact that it was so good with the absolute the shitty telesnaps. The, the character cal- so uh, chemistry. Yeah. Just the, the- And like I said, I'm just, I'm just so impressed by this second doctor because the fact that I could capture the quirkiness- Right. Through his voice right. is amazing. And so I feel like that and just the quality of acting deserves a neat title. But unfortunately, because it's a product of, you know, being erased shortly right. after. Yeah. And then subsequent things not being, you know, high quality. Yeah. That it's does tough. impact. But yeah, it's a it's a neat with that little asterisk. Of yeah, this could be better. And if yeah. it were animated, I'm sure it would push it to the. It next. would definitely be neat if we had the original mm-hmm. footage. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guarantee this would be one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. if if we had the whole thing mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because there was uh, one of the things the notes that I think I made in my 
notes was like, it's got every plot line from Outlander. Right. That was TV safe for that era. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got it. I mean, it has it all. It's got, I'm going to live in a hole in a cave. It's got, we're going to break somebody out of prison. It's mm-hmm. got the indentured servitude plot line. It's mm-hmm. the, we're going from uh, Scotland to France storyline. It's mm-hmm. got the, we know Prince Charles. Like, all of it is in these four episodes. And it's so fun. And you can, I think you can really tell where it's completely different from anything we've really had. And which is similar to last week's episode where you can really feel the decision to change the show Mm -hmm. in these last two stories. And this historical, I would say this is the best, if this, if the footage was still here, it'd be the best historical we've got. Oh, agreed. Yeah. I can't think of a, even one that I would really say is better. All borderline, even with the footage being gone. I like it that much. The only one that I would say I probably want to see would be Marco Polo. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But out of all the other ones, I could pass. (laughs) I was almost hoping that Kirstie, like Kirstie would have been a cool companion. I thought she was going to be a companion for a little bit. Yeah. I actually thought so. And then that's why I was so thrown off by Jamie. Just yeah. like. Yeah. They like set Kirstie up that whole fucking time. And then Jamie like swings out of nowhere. Right. Like, hey guys, I'm he- I'm here, but I'm you not here. You could have had a Scottish female be your companion. But instead you're going to have an English guy playing a Scottish guy mm-hmm. to be the companion. That's okay. Because Jamie's cute. We'll see how it goes. You'll see how it goes. Actually, actually, it's really interesting because we're starting to get into the phase of this where especially because it's all telesnaps mm-hmm. and we're going to be watching animations throughout this. Listeners, we're going to be watching the animations. I'm not going to make Jen sit through telesnaps no. when there are animations that can communicate the story better right. because that's what we're here for is character and story. Right. And whiskey. And whiskey. And sometimes beer. And sometimes beer. From Houston. <laughs> um. But most of these animations I haven't seen because of when I last did my binge of classic Who. Mm-hmm. These hadn't come out yet. And in fact, there's one that's supposed to come out in 2022. Mm, okay. So that should be exciting. Okay. Um, but there will be a number of the next ones where even though they have been lost, we do have animations for them. So you are safe. I'm excited for that. Yeah, now next week is the Underwater Menace. The Underwater Menace. Which reminds me, it's like the, what's that movie recently about that creature underwater? The Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Guillermo del Toro? Yes, that one. The Underwater. The Shape of Water. Yes, yes. That's what that reminded me of. Where the lady has sex with a fish person. Yes. I think. I haven't seen it. It might be a spoiler, but I think that's the plot. I think that's what happens. I think it's a romance movie. I, I, I saw that person. movie. It, it is a romance between a woman and a fish. That's essentially. cute. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but that's what that name reminded me of. So I was like, huh. Well, um, I don't want you to think that it's going to be like The Shape of Water because it's probably not. <laughs> There's no romance in this one? I'm not going to promise that. <laughs> there is, but I'm not going to promise. Not romance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so next week is The Underwater Menace with Polly, Ben, Jamie, and the Doctor. Let's see. Let's see what's up. I'm pretty excited. So for this week, bye. It is over. See you later.
Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And we super appreciate every single one of y'all's support. <laughs> we like you a lot. We think you're really cool and we appreciate you a whole ton. And if you have any questions, comments, or whiskey recommendations, you can find us on Instagram at Doctor Who underscore on the rocks. Or if you're old fashioned like me, you can email us at media on the rocks pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review, or like smoke signals, or whatever you can do to help us. Paper airplanes are cool. <laughs> yeah, you can send us a message in a bottle. Uh, hot air balloon with like a banner behind it. Whatever you. Oh, one of those uh, fireworks with a message. Ooh, a dr- a drone display. A drone display. Advertising that, could be good. Uh, that would be cool too. Anyway, good. or just tell a friend. Yeah, that would That's actually be the easiest. Easier one. and cheapest. <laughs> easiest and cheapest would just be to tell a friend. Um, but anyway, you want to reach out. We love hearing from you, and we thank you for listening every other week. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Cheers.